0: I just came up with the perfect in your car podcast hack. I have my lapel mic attached to my glasses that are hooked on my shirt. It seems like it is like the perfect angle to hear my voice. Welcome to the show. My name is Matt Williams. This is How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. We are part of the Fight Laugh Feast network over to the fightlaughfeast.com website and put in HTBT in the memo field. I got some people sending me pictures the other day and I just really appreciate you guys sending those my way. Becoming a member, putting HTBT in the memo field. It helps keep us doing what we're doing. You're coming alongside of us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Well you can find me on Twitter how to build a tent on actually you can find me on a, all the social media sites, especially mines Facebook, Instagram, YouTube you can check it out there, especially if you're having any issues with the podcast feeds, you can check it out, the podcast um, on YouTube. And where else can you find it? Yeah, that's pretty much it right now, but we'll be coming out with more ways for you to listen shortly. We are almost uh, on our way to the East Coast. This, This is gonna be my last podcast in California for now, that I'm actually in a rental car, and that's why I'm saying my podcast in the car rental app hack. Today we're going to talk about some things on Twitter and the what that I found. I took some screenshots and I'm just going to be going through the different screenshots and talking about. And the first one was by this lady named Beth Ponsot. Beth P-O-N-S-O-T. You her uh, what is it? I forget what it's called. All right, username tag. There's a handle. That's the word. Is at B-P-O-N-S-O-T. So her first letter of her first name and the last name. And She says this, and it was retweeted by Bloomberg. That's how I heard about it. When women have kids, their lifetime earnings drop. Um, what is that? Hyphen, hyphen, wait for it, hyphen, hyphen, fourteen to thirty three percent. And then she has a picture of sperm going to a uterus and said, and basically, this is a tweet just it totally infuriates me and I wanted to talk about it a little bit. but it perfectly, encapsulates, it perfectly represents, the view our culture has today on life. This tweet is saying that a drop in 14 to 33% is outrageous for women to have kids. And basically she is saying it is not worth it. She's implying that a human life is not worth that big of a drop in your salary, in your earnings, in your lifetime worth? My answer is, I would give up anything for my children. There is no price that you can pay for the lives of my children. And if I had to lose that much money, to have kids, I would gladly give it away. I would give it away with joy. I would be so happy because life is so much worth, is worth so much more than 14 to 33% of my lifetime earnings. And it's just a product of not being selfish. And it's a product of this atheistic world that hates life. Those who hate God love death and also, conversely, hate life. If you love death, you hate life. If you hate life, you hate children. And that is what we're seeing on the left with the abortions, the celebration of the slaughter of children. We're seeing them celebrate death and hating life. And this kind of tweet shouldn't surprise us. It shouldn't be unexpected. But this is the result of teaching our generations, teaching our culture that loving death is a good thing, that we should celebrate it. It's the consequences. It's the fruit of the spirit of the idols of our culture. We have the fruit of the Holy Spirit when we worship and serve God. It is given to us as a guarantee. It is given to us by God when we repent and follow him. And we can also, there's these pseudo spirits, there's these antichrist spirits in the world that do the antithesis of the spirit of Christ, and that is to love death and hate life. And with Jesus, we can love life and hate death, and death has no power over us because of what Jesus did and rose from the grave. Amen. And so we see these tweets, and because that this tweet Was be sent out retweeted by a major publication. It is evidence that our culture is in grave danger and it is just one of the many evidences that we have. This is why we have school shootings because we're not teaching our kids that life is valuable, that human life is precious. We're teaching them that they're animals, that they were created by chance, by earth, and it means nothing. Our whole lives are nothing. That in the end, because God doesn't exist, that you are your own God, then you can only live 80 to 100 years. After that, everything is meaningless. And we become this nihilistic culture where nothing matters except the now, and where 14 to 33% is jaw dropping. It is a wait for it moment because of what kids cost. And it's so sad, guys. It's so sad life is so precious. Life is so valuable. And you're like, man, Matt, this show is about business. It's about economics. It's about finance. It's about how to be successful. And I just want to say that those things are meaningless without the value of life. A hundred percent of my lifetime earnings is meaningless unless I'm cultivating life spiritual life in myself through the Holy Spirit working in me, through God regenerating me, sanctifying me. It's meaningless if I'm not using my lifetime wealth to build up my family, to support my kids, to teach them the way of the Lord, to give them the opportunity for eternal life, to present the case, to teach the world, to use it to love people. If those things are meaningless because we are just a blob, because it's not even worth 14 to 33% of our lifetime earnings, then what are we doing? Why does it matter? Why do we struggle? Why do we go through life and making sacrifices why do we put up with the hard times it's because life is sweet and we inherently know it but our world our culture and even ourselves have these idols that celebrate death, that produce the fruit of death. And so we force ourselves, because we are worshiping these gods, to inherit, to take on the attributes of what we worship. And all of the false idols, the Antichrist, anything but the one true God, its end is death. Its fruit is death. When are we going to wake up, guys? When are we going to wake up as a culture That is why we need successful Christians. That is why we need to be in the fight. That is why we need to be humbly repenting and following Jesus all the days of our lives. Because we're fighting against people that love death and hate life. Matt Walsh had another tweet. 60% of male managers say they're uncomfortable mentoring women one-on-one. This means there's something wrong with men. But if 60% of women said they were uncomfortable being mentored by men one-on-one, that would also mean there's something wrong with men. And I like his tweet because it's basically just calling out the truth that no matter what, men are in trouble. And I tweeted at the bottom of this tweet, or I guess you can just say I replied to the tweet, that men should married men, and perhaps even single men, but I tweeted that married men should never be mentoring women one-on-one, or mentoring women at all, actually. That's what I said. And this is important for you men especially, but women as well. And this is the result of what we see with so many pastors falling into affairs. I truly believe that the men, the pastors that are mentoring, then discipling, counseling, pouring your emotional soul, pouring your wisdom, investing your time into these women, have a great heart. They want to help. But what happens? you're pouring into somebody, you're spending time with them, you're investing your capital, your emotional capital, your psychological capital, your time, you're investing all this stuff into a woman that's genuinely in need, she's not in a good place, and what happens is it begins to build a relationship. By design, right? You should build relationships with those you mentor. You should have an emotional attachment. It shouldn't be a sexual attachment. It should be like a brotherly building each other up, wanting the best for each other, wanting to sacrifice for the good of the other person. But it starts becoming misconstrued and you start building these relationships with the opposite sex, men specifically mentoring women I'm talking about right now with pastors. And what happens is they start falling in love because they have been investing their capital in each other instead of in their families. And the sin just slowly creeps in and becomes emotional cheating, psychological cheating, and then it eventually becomes the physical cheating as well. And And that's why I believe that we see pastors fall into affairs most of the time. They have a good heart, they want to do what's right, but they are not doing it God's way. Women should be teaching younger women. Men should be teaching younger men. They should be mentoring, discipling the younger of the same sex so that this will not happen. And this is true in ministry. It's also true in every other place in our lives. It's especially true in business because it is so easy. It is culturally acceptable to act on your passions, to do what feels right, to do make these kinds of choices oh there is the me too movement and men you may get in trouble for it but it is also on the other side and again the when you are against god when you are rejecting god your life is full of contradictions and this is one of them is they tell you to pursue your lust to pursue your passions to pursue your desires and then at the same time you're sexually harassing women so there's going to be multiple threats for you men but I would highly recommend, encourage, and strongly advise that men do not mentor women and vice versa. Women in leadership should not be mentoring men also. It's gonna save you those accusations. It's gonna save you from the awesome gossip, gossip If there's no appearance of evil, and it's gonna save your relationships because you are not pouring your life into somebody that you shouldn't be doing and you're not going to be having the opportunity to build relationships and to start the path of adultery through so your psychological attachments, your emotional attachments, which inevitably lead to physical attachments. The next story, much more upbeat, uh, Ford Motor is saying, cl- which is the Ford car company, is staying close to home to test its latest generation of autonomous vehicle technology. The Automako automaker mako the automaker maker Maker and argo ai have deployed their latest self-driving test vehicle in detroit making it the fifth city where the companies are seeing how their autonomous vehicles handle a variety of conditions look this is happening we've talked about it before we've talked about how technology is going to be disruptive but I wanna talk about it from a different angle right now and that is investing in companies like Uber and Lyft. We've talked about it a little bit before from when we were reviewing Mark Cuban's interview and talking about his perspective on Lyft and how it's a failing company and Uber is basically banking on driverless cars. And it looks like we are getting close. It's going through the test phases right now. We're testing out, we're seeing it done with semi-trucks, we're seeing it with cars. I just bought a truck that parallel parks for me, I don't have to do anything but um, make sure that I hit the button to make the sensors turn on to know where uh, the car gap is where I want to park. It's coming and maybe this is a good time to take a long term investment on Uber because it looks like this technology is starting to come pretty quickly and once it does, the expenses of Uber are going to be cut dramatically. Now I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm not saying that you're gonna make a fortune off of it, that you're gonna be able to retire because other things can happen too, right? Like Uber is not gonna live or die based on this one technology. They also have to manage their company well. They can't have any scandals. They can't have any other competitors rise up. Lyft has to, can, you know, continue being a smaller player but I'm just saying that there's going to be a big there's going to be a moment when this comes out and their costs are going to be cut and their stock price is going to soar so it might be something to consider for you investors now last twitter little screenshot that I want to discuss with you today and then we're going to get going again I'm sorry for the the shorter podcast and um, I'm just on the road I'm literally in my rental car right now is the United States' life expectancy at birth is dramatically going down. It's below the comparable country average. Uh, Sorry, comparable country, okay, sorry. The national average, or the world average, is in the 82 years, it looks like, and the United States is just above 78. So there's been a four year difference, and you can see the trend line of the United States, it's slowly dropping down, and what it, is happening is well i don't know exactly what is happening but i see what they're using this for they're using this as a tool to push for universal health care and they're going to use it to have more regulations that we need to be like the rest of the world quote unquote even though the rest of the world does not have single pair pair health care well, certain countries do but not everyone else but us and they want to make us seem that way but they're gonna start bringing out these facts about how we are dying faster, that we don't have as long of life, that our health isn't as well, that we spend so much more, and they're gonna say government is the solution. Whenever people say government is the solution to cutting cost, just ask them, when was the last time that a government agency cut costs. Not cut the growth of spending, but actually cut costs and made things more efficiently. It rarely, rarely happens. And there's gonna be a very hard time finding an industry that a government takes over that cut cost. I don't think ever in history that government run industry, not just like a department like the FBI or IRS, but like an industry like the healthcare system. I've never think, I don't think that's ever been in the case in all the world that the government taking over of, uh, of any kind of industry, the oil industry, the health industry, any of those industries has ever made it more efficient, has ever made it more profitable, has ever cut costs, that has ever increased supply, but it always creates shortages, it, it creates higher costs, and it is a big wealth sucker for the rest of society. All right, I had one more screenshot. I'm not really gonna get into it, but I just thought it was interesting. It's a Fortune article. It says, the spy inside your car, and it talks about all of the different frequencies and things like that that you have in your car, your Wi-Fi, your um, Bluetooth, and that stuff that can be used to track you. Little creepy and exciting, depending on your perspective on it. All right, now, let's take this out. Let's think about what we were talking about, especially guys, do not be caught up in relationships, mentoring women. It's going to come back and bite you. And let's go out, be successful, influence culture, proclaim the lordship of Jesus in every area of life. And we'll talk to you on the East Coast. God bless.